Hi, Lana. Hi, hi, Zaida. How are you? I'm all good in you. I'm well, thank you, Zaida. Let me introduce you to everybody. Hi, everybody. With me today, I have Zaida Thomas. <clears throat> Zaida, and I really want to thank you for um, joining me tonight. Welcome to Lana's Corner. I know this is very impromptu. Um, not really planned, but we have been planning to have this conversation for such a long time. So welcome. And I am totally honored and stoked for you to join me tonight. So Zaira, I'm going to introduce you as Zaira is a mother. She's a divorced woman. She works. Um, what does she still do? Go to church. Um, she loves her family, but that is usually how we introduce ourselves to the world. We will say, my name is Zaira, I'm married, I'm divorced, I'm in a situation, I'm in a relationship, I'm a mother of two beautiful kids, I work, my husband's are on the end. But those are the things that we do, and those are the titles we give ourselves. I'm a worker, I'm a mother, I'm a sister, I'm a friend. Tonight, we want to know who Zaira really is. So the floor is yours, girl. Um, yeah, I, I think um, that is so when we introduce ourselves, we um, tell people what they want to hear. We don't tell them who we really are. And I think a lot of the time we we, we, we can't tell people who we really are because we don't know who we really are. So, um, yeah, you have to find yourself first before you can tell people who you are. So, um, I found myself um, asking that question. And um, so, yeah, here we are. So, I'm Zaida. Um, I, am a, I am a woman. Um, who has been born for greatness and um, I haven't I keep finding that great greatness every day um, I, I would say I lost myself for many years because I became who I thought people wanted me to 
So once I discovered there's more to me, there's more to life, I started this journey of self, if we can call it that. So every day I discover new things about me and new things about what this me can do. And I'm finding out more and more who And it goes back to when I was born and who you are meant to be before the world tells you who you should be. That's right. So I I was born this probably little girl, um, fearless, if, if you can call it that. Um, I was that tomboy girl climbing into trees, jumping off of roofs, doing backflips. And I want to be her again. Because at some point, I was told that girls don't do that. Girls don't act like that. Girls must be seen and not heard. True. Um, and True. that saying is taken out of context in so many ways. Um, and we need to change it. We need to change the narrative. Uh, Zaida, can, so, I, can I just tell you a second? You are a mother of a daughter. Yes. And you and I both know that she is a handful. And I think the exactly. second chance starts, or you then get back to be that little girl again. Yes, and the thing is, she is exactly who I was when I was that age. And um, I leave her to do the things. I take videos of her doing handstands up against the wall and being that fearless child. And, you know, I was at that point where I used to say, stop it, stop it, don't do it, don't do it. And the other day I found myself saying, uh, my son said to her, don't do it. I don't even remember what she was doing, but it was something weird, something dangerous. And he said, you're going to get hurt. And I said, so if, let her do it. And if she gets hurt, then she's going to learn. Either that she mustn't do it again, or she will learn how to do it properly. Mm. So I'm finding, I'm learning these things about myself now, where I used to tell my children before, don't do it. Stop doing that. Don't be loud. Don't. I, I, I've, I've now stopped talking down to them and letting them explore themselves and who they are. Because uh, I that happened to me and I then um, lost myself. So I don't want them to lose who they are. That, that's, uh, that's so true, Zaya. I think you also mentioned earlier that we grew up in an era where it was said children should be seen and not heard. You know, we weren't allowed in grown-up people's conversations. Like you're saying, uh, some of us are tomboys. I, I myself, I used to ignore them with boys. Um, and that is then taken from us, you know. We, we, are, we are taught at a young age, girls don't sit like that, girls don't speak like that, girls don't um, chew like that, don't laugh like that. You shouldn't be loud. And we are silenced and or, or rather, who we really are is altered. 
certain things yes. we conform to what these people want us to be, and what these people want us yes. to be. Society and the world uh, paints women in uh, uh, this picture, and for many years, women were told be quiet, be silent, and now it's changing. And now you're told speak up and speak out. And um, now we have to all to all have to learn to do that again. Now we have to we, we just keep following society. When society said don't do it. We stopped doing it. We didn't do it, and everybody told us, "Don't do it," because this is what this was the expectation. Yeah. Now um, we we are told, you know, women must speak up. Now only because I think um, it's our forefathers' children because of too many family secrets, too many hidden things that happened way back then. The children's children's children now realize, you know, those things shouldn't have been um, quiet. And we must be thankful to the new generation that now says, stand up and speak out. Because for way too long, we were silenced. And so many things went unpunished because of silence. Since we are... I am a... Yes. Sorry, sorry, Zaira. No, no, no. I, I was just um, remembering what you shared with me last year. Since we're on the topic of, of, of being silent, not using our voice, not knowing how to do that. Um, you told me your story and it blew my mind away. Because this, that story not only brought liberty unto yourself, but unto so many other women that you have shared it with. There were quite a few related to what it is that you shared. So I think we can dive into that if you're ready. We, we start talking. And it also falls in line with speaking about young girls and how we were brought up and what we were told to do and what the norm of society was, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so so that's it from me. Just to let you know that you can, if, we, if we're ready for that, we can start talking about what you shared with me, I think, in August of last year. Yes. Yeah. So that silence um, uh, I was talking about is, I mean, I was um, at a very young age. I think where my daughter is now, she's seven. I was probably around six or seven when I was sexually abused. Um, and I was a tomboy playing with the boys, running around. And I was then grabbed in by somebody. Um, and, you know, it went unnoticed. And um, I felt like I was in the wrong because I was not supposed to be running around there playing with the boys. So I took that secret with me. Um, I buried it and actually forgot about it. Well, not forgot about it. Um, because the memory was so painful for me, I buried it. And I went about my life for many years, um, consciously not knowing what happened to me. And the, uh, it took my divorce, it took a breakdown of note, um, and then I decided to go and seek counseling because I couldn't understand why... Um, 
I was breaking down like this. Okay, I knew it, my divorce and um, my son was suicidal. I went through a whole lot of other things. But for me, I was the strong woman. Why was I breaking down? So I went to seek counseling. And um, in my first session, um, it was discovered like, uh, and it, it was like a three hour session where uh, the therapist went, dug deep into my past. And this then came out that this thing happened to me when I was so young. And that altered who I became. Um, not just, I was a very angry person um, growing up. And, um, you know, I was, I had that don't talk to me face. And um, I used to seek approval from people because I was, um, what's the word you think? I, I was suffering, suffering from depression, um, but I didn't acknowledge it. So my silence came from, I thought that I did something wrong. And so I had to keep the secret. Um, nobody had to know that this thing happened to me. And years later, when eventually it came out, I went back to the place where it happened. I remembered it as if it had happened yesterday. So I drove myself from my therapist straight to the place where it happened. But I couldn't... It happened when I was so young, so for it boggled my mind that I knew exactly how to get there from the therapist because I knew exactly where it happened. Because then a whole new world like opened to me, like my life changed at that moment because so many things made sense to me. But this thing um, really altered my life because um, I struggled with relationships. I struggled with friends. I suffered from social anxiety. Uh, so many things in my life. But it was just this one thing that changed the course of who I became. And had I not been silenced at that time, well, I silenced myself because I made a decision for myself at that time. Um, I was too young to make that decision for myself, but I did. I decided that it's, this thing is, 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 it never happened. And this thing worked on me, eating me all of my life, day in, day out. And it was like, I mean, I was about six years old at the time. And this breakthrough that I had was about, I say, two years ago. Um, is it two? Just over two years ago. So, um, yeah, so my thing is, don't be silenced. Um, you know, it didn't have to turn out that way, uh, but it did. But I also now realize that, you know, um, this can change. It can change. It doesn't um, have to, to end bad, you know. Um, there are people that become addicts because of um, abuse, because of rape, people that be... that. Um, that become prostitutes That's true. because of what they've been through. And um, for me, I realized that God carried me every step of the way. 
because I, um, our family generally has a, an addictive personality and we have quite a few addicts in our family, but I never became one of them. I never became an addict. I never turned to substance. I never turned to, um, to anything like doing the wrong thing to um, hide my pain or avoid my pain. I was just that person that was openly just sad. So um, now I speak up for those people. I speak up for my daughter because I never want her to ever think that she needs to hide anything from me, no matter how little she may think um, it is or it may impact her. Um, my son, I teach him all the time how to treat a woman and the do's and don'ts. Um, it's just the three of us. I have to teach my daughter how a lady has to be treated and I have to teach my son how a woman needs to treat a woman. So these are the things I'm working on and I speak and I tell my story now because for that one person that thinks, um, you know, it's not going to make a difference with it, they speak up now. It's not going to change. I mean, my uh, abuser is, um, I've never seen him again. I don't know who he is, but I had to write down my feelings. I had to burn it. I had to go through that whole process of letting him go and um, making peace with my past and starting to love again and love again and not hate all men because of one thing, one what one person did wrong. So, yeah, my thing is just, uh, it's no time to be silent. You know, and it's so difficult to realize or to come to a point in your life where you say to yourself that not everybody is your tragedy. You know, when you want to give yourself a second chance at living your life, you know, at, yeah. at, at, at you want to take a chance at becoming yourself again. I know it's very difficult. It's hard. It's even difficult to speak. Like you say, a sil- yeah. it's so easy to silence a voice, but it's so hard to get that voice back. Because we... we, we it's so hard to find yourself again once you've lost yourself. And that is just... The- you know, I have this newfound um, appreciation for me. You know, I never owned a full-length mirror since the day I got married. I only owned a full-length mirror once I got divorced. Because I never wanted to look at myself top to toe. You know, I never, I, I, I now look at myself in the mirror every day before I leave the house. Because I have a new oh, wow. love for myself. But for years, I didn't. I just never, and until my mother bought me a mirror one day, I, you know, I, I mentioned it like in passing that I don't have a full-length mirror, and she bought me a full-length mirror, and um, I think that's when I, I used to stand in front of it and look at myself, like top of the and I found this new appreciation for myself. So now I look at me, and um, I do my face, and... Um, I want to feel good, and I want to look good, and not for any for anybody else, but for myself, because I'm working on yeah. inner, the inner, and connecting with self. So, Zaira, earlier on you mentioned that you know, God has always been on your side. Seeing that you are on a journey to self, 
self has then been mental, it has been physical, where you have now have you now have the guts to look at the mirror and look at yourself from top to bottom. Okay, so we have the mental, we have the physical. And your journey is quite the interesting one because you come from a different faith and you talk about this God, right? So you were born and raised a Muslim. Yes. And now you have been taken on the Christian faith. How has that journey been? Yes. You know, it's it's been an amazing journey because I, like I told you before, I feel like my steps were ordered by God. There were so many things that happened um, that forced me sort of um, in that direction. And um, because it, it, and it wasn't choices that I made, it's places that I found myself. And that is why I say I didn't walk the, by myself. I didn't drive myself there. Um, you know, I found myself going places and doing things that I would not have done or had the guts to do by myself, like get into my car and drive an hour to, to, to somewhere, anyway. So my journey started, um, I think, um, is, it not, is it about a year ago now? Just about you. I think, where, um, yeah, it's about a year ago, where I, you know, I just, I was, I, was, I felt um, depleted, if you can call it that. And I just started praying and praying and praying and praying more. And um, this was before lockdown started. And I just decided, you know, I need to cut myself off from stuff that are not feeding my soul. And the more I started praying, the more I started um, finding myself in the presence of people that serve God. And... Um, you know, give thanks to God for all, you know, for, for everything. So the more I prayed, the more I found myself in that, in those kind of circles and those kind of people. And, you know, not wanting to do things of the world. But I found myself wanting to meditate more. I found myself wanting to pray more. You know, when people would say, let's go out, I would make an excuse and say, um, I'm not feeling well. But then I find myself in my room um, uh, talking to God. You know, I started talking to God because I didn't know how to actually like pray, like a Christian pray. You know, so I just would have like random conversations talking to God, like um, wherever I go, I would say, God, you know, my heart, this and that and the other. But talk to him like like a friend. So I started building this relationship with God, talking to him like a friend. And then, um, you know, um, I kept on saying I need to go to church. And um, eventually, I sort of invited myself to church <laughs> with you, Lana. And um, that's how I ended up. Um, having these spiritual experiences where I even, I swear to this day, I felt God touch my hand. Um, I felt, I heard his voice and I still even do sometimes because those are the moments where I will text you or send your voice message and say, um, 
the scripture came to me. I, I don't know the Bible. For now, let me say, because I'm quite chuffed to say that I am now excited for you, I'm so excited. I, uh, it's a bit, um, I must admit that I was, once I opened um, up all of the material and saw, you know, everything that I need to read through and where I need to start and how many modules I have to go through and this whole journey, it, it was a bit um, scary at first. But then I said to God, you know, um, as scary as this may seem for me, it's where I should be right now because I wouldn't have found myself here if it wasn't for you. So this is because my prayer is always more of you, God, and less of me. So it was a big decision. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm doing it. Um, and yeah, with the support of the amazing people that I have in my circle, um, I think I'm going to well, no, let me not think. Let me say I am going to So yeah, so I find myself talking to God more often. I find God um, answering little things, you know. Um, I, I can honestly say I'll, I'll talk about the days that I didn't know where I was even going to, yeah. what I was going to eat because I had no money to feed my family and then I get a refund into my account from the insurance that owes me money and um, things like that and then you know those days when I say yeah. I, thank you God I know that was you so um, God is there and he's always been there. And uh, the thing is, he just wants us to do our good. He wants us to depend on him and not on the world for, for things. So I, I, I'm learning that and I'm going with it. And as much as it, um, I'm human, so a lot of the time it scares me to say, you know, I don't know. Um, what's going to happen next but um, I find myself more often saying I, I don't know what's going to happen next but God knows so I'm just going with it and um, like even today I found like over the past couple of days I've had to make a couple of hard decisions that maybe um, a couple of months ago would have been so I wouldn't have made it I didn't make it then because I wasn't my faith was not as strong as it is now. So um, over the past few days, I've done things. And um, today, I actually, I was sitting on the couch when I got home. And I had this um, satisfying feeling that I was happy and that I've made the right choices. And I thank God for allowing me to change my mind from last year to now. Because these things kept on staring me in the face. And I was sitting on the couches and I'm thinking like, this thing kept on appearing in my face and telling me you need to do this. Like, like not telling me I need to do this, but I kept seeing it and I just kept dismissing it. Until um, Monday, I said, okay, I'm, no, last week I lied. I said, I'm doing this. I only started the process on Monday. But today it was like, when I look back, this thing was always there like reaching out to me 
but you don't see things when you're not ready to see you don't hear god's yeah. view when you're not ready to hear him so now i'm there and i i'm i'm just learning to 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 delve into that part of me more i'm learning to understand that part of me more you know the part of that we have to depend on god and when you ask him to show you things he shows you but you must yeah. take the blinkers off and really look because it's there for you to see he speaks to you by showing you things by a message popping up on your phone and advert coming up on tv but you've asked me but god show me the way so he's showing you the way but you're not seeing the way because you are thinking of your own way that you want to go take the shortcut but the long cut is going to be more no fulfilling what our problem is i is the fact that at times because we see a thing a certain way and you know god is showing you the way but then we we always feel that we still need to help him you know and i love i as a person because why you know yeah. when you're being solely dependent on your source you know there's nothing that can that can actually derail you yeah. from where you want to be or where it is where you want to be with it in your spiritual walk with it with in relationship with it with your kids with it with in your job yeah. whether it's with you being yourself you know um, before we go yeah. is there's, there's another thing we need to we need to um touch on so yes on the journey yes you you've resolved the issue of being abused okay it's still every day you know things some some days we forget is it comes back but we learn from that we grow from that place when you suffered a great loss last year right with your um, boyfriend or your partner and it hasn't just been him it has been family it has been your ex family your ex's family but it's still your family it's been your very own blood family yeah. and it just seems like it's blow up blow up blow up blow up the blow you know when you feel that you've lost the love of your life i've been there almost eight now yes um yeah. i'm just mentioning this this is not about me because i asked the question but we heal from that you know we will have the moments when we think about these people and they would please me i used to cry and say god you don't cause even that you don't understand i love this person this also happened after yeah you know and i remember a song by Yolanda Adams i'm going to be ready i described before i tile was told that final tile that you need to scrub and polish and you cry by god you don't understand not understand but i only that song when you subconsciously was like this is the song i'm playing so when i was like okay I knew then why because yeah paid me for you know it's not everybody is for as fortunate and sometimes when we go things we don't understand purpose man we don't understand purpose because we love to speak we love to we we have baby we yeah. have a family um not how supposed to be God was preparing me for when he was going to be taken away permanently 
Mm-hmm. Um, when you're young and you're in love, and um, especially yeah. because why? This is not the life that you want for your child. Not separate parents home. Yeah. We foresee that we're going to have this child, raise this child together, but also not yeah. knowing that life also just bottom to you. So I know you have a lot of a lot of days where you 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 are yeah. uh, because remember you mustn't be and that's okay. You know I have a thing with what you feel, man. I yeah, think I'm honoring what you feel in the moment that you are not putting it off to come. When we honor the feeling in that moment, it brings so much healing. Yeah. It brings so much. I don't know, but you heal day by day. We all mourn our own different ways. No timeline. There's yeah. no. You need to figure it out for yourself. So how has that been for you? Yeah, so so his death knocked the wind out of me. Like I didn't, I just couldn't make sense of it, and I blamed myself. And because it was locked down, and I blamed myself because I wasn't there and I, I couldn't be there. And you know, I asked so many questions um, about all of this, you know, and. For me, this was not how it was supposed to end. You know, we talked about our future. We had plans for our future. And we, um, it wasn't supposed to end this way. And, um, yeah, it was hard. But in those, in those moments, that is when I, when I cried so hard, I think that is where I learned how to pray. When I asked for forgiveness, you know, if I had wronged you, when I asked God to forgive you, you know, in those moments where you you are so hurt and so broken that you 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 need God, and that's the only person that's may help those those moments because um, I went in shock at first on the day, and then eventually when I cried, I just I just couldn't stop. So I would pray every day. I would say, God, you know, you know my heart. And I would ask for, like, to explain to me why. You know, and then, like, eventually, I sort of started getting answers by when I talked to people, they would say things. Um, And like, oh, okay. Um, I, I asked God about that the other day, you know. Um, I mean, the other day I was I was talking to sister and we had a conversation about a couple of things and it was like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. So now it's like all the the, the questions I had asked, it's like the blanks are uh, the, the blanks are being filled, you know, as we go along. And um, I think with all the losses, with, with his loss, that was that was hard. But then, um, you know. with it easier. I mean, we get better as a person dealing with the pain, you know, but like you say, you have to go through the pain process on the days that, um, you know, I'm missing so much. I don't cry anymore. I um, look for the moments, you know, like um, 
memories. I'll see a bird um, that will come and sit uh, in the office, fly into the office. I'll see a butterfly. I'll see a, a shooting star. Um, the moon will just be extra bright on that evening. And um, I know he's there. I, I see that him. You know, those are the signs that your guardian angel is, is there. Just last night, actually, um, the, the lounge uh, light flicks, was flickering and it went off. And then I said to my son, he must fix the light. And he said, um, it's fused. I said, no, it's not. It went on and it didn't go off as it fused. And then he switched off the light and it switched on and it was flickering. Then he took the glow out of the socket uh, and he had it in his hand. And the glow, glow was shining in the room. And he said, look at me and said, did you see that? I said, I saw that. And we both looked at it and it was in his hand, but it was on and it had a blue light inside. And it was like, we looked at each other and we were like, this is weird. And we laughed. And then he put it back in and he switched on the light and it flickered and it just went bright. It looked as if the sun was shining in the dining room and this must have been like past eight in the evening. And he just stared at me. And then I said to him, welcome you. I said, the departed that came to visit, you must welcome him. Because then I had this like weird peace um, looking at this bright light in the lounge. And it was so bright for a few minutes and then it was off. So they came to visit, I welcomed them. Uh, and yeah, so I look for those moments and I, I cherish those moments because I feel like yeah. a lot of people in their sorrow miss moments when the departed come and visit. So I've learned now, look for the moments and cherish the moments when it's around. Like I sometimes smell his perfume um, and uh, sometimes a song will play on the radio that we listen to or, or um, that will remind me of a memory of him. So I don't miss the moment and I'm not sad anymore and I don't um, like if like um, I miss him, I miss the companionship. Um, you know, he's always always that first person if something happens, you pick up the phone and phone that person. So with the other losses that occurred after him and I was wow. actually counting, I've in the last six months lost nine people close to me. And um uh, one of but I've managed the others better because of that deep one that taught me my lesson. So yeah, um, we grow from it. And I I always say a lesson before coming from the grave.
love in that way. Zaira, thank you for sharing what you I believe that journeys are the path take um, that will ultimately have us reach our destiny. Know what our destiny is. Some of us are lucky to know, but some of us are so on a search, on on path, you know, not halfway there. Some of us are just a but enjoy the journey itself. Enjoy the journey itself. Because why um, yeah. I think I mean, this morning to somebody, it's time for each and every one to the essence of who we really are. You know, not not someone's wife and who know you yeah. a group called time. And last year I want to focus on self. Because we as we have so so many um, yeah. gadgets and trinkets and series and we have much that makes us us you know so you know we do emotional with that with that with that with that but you know like you said you know the feeling mirror how many women can't like your feeling and appreciate the beautiful person that they are or the you know Day. I think the hardest yeah. thing for us women to do is love and self. I have issues with a lot of things. I avoid very cold things um, because I have my. I have my um, yeah, and now I'm gaining weight. And, uh, I think when I embrace a little bit better about myself. But yeah, I, I, and you look different to the world once you see yourself different, you know. Um, and and, and um, I say that because I've heard it over the last couple of months when people say to me, um, you, you, you're glowing, you know. Um, and my one friend said to me, you know, you have that glow of the Lord. Um, you are shining, you know, when I look at you and I see you look different because of, um, you know, where I am. And and you know what? In, in all honesty, like you said, you know, people, they're halfway in the journey or they stop or uh, we're human. In all honesty, I can tell you my journey has taken years to get to where I am now. And I am not even a quarter of the way where I want to be. My spiritual journey, I must honestly say, started about three years ago. I, you know, um, I knew that something needs to change in my life. But I wasn't ready to make that change. So I would start things and not follow through. And um, I did that, that a lot. You know, I would start like, oh, I'm going to start eating healthy now. Um, I'm going to start going to the gym now. Um, and I, I wouldn't follow through. I would start reading a book um, about um, how to improve yourself, or just like general about um, 
meditation and all that. I started a whole lot of things, but I never followed it through because um, I I wasn't ready to really find myself. I didn't give it my all, you know. So it's 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 a work in progress. Yeah. You have to be committed to finding you. The, the, it's you have to be committed to the process. It's not an overnight process where you're gonna feel better overnight. Um, and you have to try different things. So the process. Like, okay, this worked for me. This didn't work for me. But it's it's a process. But you must commit to the process of working on you. So yeah, it's not gonna be like um oh um I think I'm gonna start trying today tomorrow. I'm gonna feel better. No.
Dana. Hi, hi, Zaida. How are you? I'm all good in you. I'm well, thank you, Zaida. Let me introduce you to everybody. Hi, everybody. With me today, I have Zaida Thomas. <clears throat> Zaida, and I really want to thank you for um, joining me tonight. Welcome to Lana's Corner. I know this is very impromptu, um, not really planned, but we have been planning to have this conversation for such a long time. So welcome. And I am totally honored and stoked for you to join me tonight. So Zaira, I'm going to introduce you as Zaira is a mother. She's a divorced woman. She works. Um, what does she still do? Goes to church. Um, she loves her family, but that is usually how we introduce ourselves to the world. We will say, "My name is Zaira. I'm married. I'm divorced. I'm in a situation. I'm in a relationship. I'm a mother of two beautiful kids. I work. My husband." But those are the things that we do, and those are the titles we give ourselves. I'm a worker, I'm a mother, I'm a sister, I'm a friend. Tonight we want to know who Zaira really is, so the floor is yours, girl. Um, yeah, I, I think um, that is so, when we introduce ourselves, we um, tell people what they want to hear. Don't tell them who we really are, and I think a lot of the time we we, we, we can't tell people who we really are because we don't know who we really are. So um, yeah, you have to find yourself first before you can tell people who you are. So um, I found myself um, asking that question. That's right. So I, I was born this bubbly little girl, um, fearless, if, if you can call it that. Um, I was that tomboy girl, climbing into trees, jumping off of roofs, doing backflips. And I want to be her again. Because at some point, I was told that girls don't do that. 
girls don't act like that. Girls must be seen and not heard. True. Um, and that saying is taken out of context in so many ways. Um, and we need to change it. We need to change the narrative. Zaida, can I, can I just come in for a second? You are a mother of a daughter. Yes. And you and I both know that she is a handful. And I think this exactly. is the second chance starts. Or will you then get back to be that little girl again? Yes. And the thing is, she is exactly who I was when I was that age. And um, I leave her to do the things. I take videos of her doing handstands up against the wall and being that fearless child. And you know, I was at that point where I used to say, stop it, stop it, don't do it, don't do it. And the other day I found myself saying, uh, my son said to her, don't do it. I don't even remember what she was doing, but it was something weird, something dangerous. And he said, you're going to get hurt. And I said, so if let her do it. And if she gets hurt, then she's going to learn. Either that she mustn't do it again, or she will learn how to do it properly. Mm. So I'm finding, I'm learning these things about myself now, where I used to tell my children before, don't do it. Stop doing that. Don't be loud. Don't. I, 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 I've now stopped talking down to them and letting them explore themselves and who they are because uh, I that happened to me and I then um, lost myself. So I don't want them to lose who they are. That, that's, uh, that's so true, Zana. I think you also mentioned earlier that we grew up in an era where it was said children should be seen and not heard. You know, we weren't allowed in grown-up people's conversations. Like you're saying, uh, some of us are tomboys. I, I myself, I used to involve with boys. Um, and that is then taken from us, you know. We, we, are, we are taught at a young age, girls don't sit like that, girls don't speak like that, girls don't um, chew like that, don't laugh like that. You shouldn't be loud. And we are silenced and or, or rather who we really are is altered because certain things we need to conform to what these people want us to be and who these people want us to be. Society and the world uh, paints women in uh, uh, this picture and for many years women were told be quiet, be silent and now it's changing and now you're told speak up and speak out and um, now we have to all to all have to learn to do that today now we have to we, we just keep following society when society said don't do it we stopped doing it we didn't do it and everybody told us don't do it because this is what this was the expectation yeah now um, we we are told you know women must speak up now only because I think um, it's our forefathers children because of too many family secrets too many hidden things that happened way back then the children's children's children now realize you know those things shouldn't have been uh, 
required and we must be thankful to the new generation that now says stand up and speak out because for way too long we were silenced and so many things went unpunished because of silence since we are i am a, yes sorry sorry zaira No 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 I I was just um, remembering what you shared with me last year since we on the topic of 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 being silent and not using our voice and not knowing how to do that um you told me your story and it blew my mind away because this that story not only brought liberty unto yourself but unto so many other women that you have shared it with there were quite a few more related to what it is that you shared So I think we can dive into that if you're ready we we start talking and it also falls in line with speaking about young girls and how we were brought up and what we were told to do and what the norm of society was you know and yeah. um yeah yeah so so that's it from me just to let you know that you can if we if we're ready for that we can start talking about what you shared with me I think in August of last year yes yeah So that silence um uh I was talking about is I mean I was um at a very young age I think where my daughter is now she's 7 I was probably around 6 or 7 when I was sexually abused um and I was like tomboy playing with the boys running around and I was then grabbed in by somebody um and you know it went unnoticed and um I felt like I was in the wrong because I was not supposed to be running around there playing with the boys. So I took that secret with me. Um I buried it and actually forgot about it. Well, not forgot about it. Um because the memory was so painful for me. I buried it. and i went about my life for many years um consciously not knowing what happened to me and the, uh, it took my divorce it took a breakdown of note um and then i decided to go and seek counseling because i couldn't understand why um I was breaking down like this. Okay, I knew it my divorce and um my son was suicidal. I went through a whole lot of other things. But for me I was the strong woman. Why was I breaking down? So I went to seek counseling and um in my first session um it was discovered like uh and it, it was like a 3 hour session where uh, the therapist went dug deep into my past and this then came out that this thing happened to me when i was so young and that altered who i became um not just i was a very angry person um growing up and um you know i was i had that don't talk to me face and um i used to seek approval from people because i was um what's the word you can i i was suffering suffering from depression um but 
I didn't acknowledge it. So my silence came from I thought that I did something wrong and so I had to keep the secret. Um, nobody had to know that this thing happened to me. And years later, when eventually it came out, I went back to the place where it happened. I remembered it as if it had happened yesterday. So I drove myself from my therapist straight to the place where it happened. But I couldn't, it happened when I was so young. So for it boggled my mind that I knew exactly how to get there from the therapist because I knew exactly where it happened. Because then a whole new world like opened for me. Like my life changed at that moment because so many things made sense to me. But this thing um, really altered my life because um, I struggled with relationships. I struggled with friends. I suffered from social anxiety. Uh, so many things in my life. But it was just this one thing that changed the course of who I became. And had I not been silenced at that time, well, I silenced myself because I made a decision for myself at that time. Um, I was too young to make that decision for myself, but I did. I decided that it's, this thing is, 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 it never happened. And this thing worked on me, eating me all of my life, day in, day out. And it was like, I mean, I was about six years old at the time. And this breakthrough that I had was about, I say, two years ago. Um, was it two? Just over two years ago. So, um, yeah, so my thing is don't be silent. Um, you know, it didn't have to turn out that way, uh, but it did. But I also now realize that, you know, um, this can change it can change it doesn't um, have to to end bad you know um, there are people that become addicts because of um, abuse because of rape people that be that um, that become prostitutes That's true. because of what they've been through and um, for me I realized that God carried me every step of the way because I um, our family generally has a, an addictive personality and we have quite a few addicts in our family but I never became one of them I never became an addict I never turned to substance I never turned to um, to anything like doing the wrong things to um, hide my pain or avoid my pain I was just that person that was openly just sad so um, now I speak up for those people I speak up for my daughter because I never want her to ever think that she needs to hide anything from me no matter how little she may think um, it is or it may impact her um, my son I teach him all the time how to treat a woman and the do's and don'ts um, it's just the three of us I have to teach my daughter how a lady has to be treated and I have to teach my son how a woman needs to treat a woman so these 
these are the things I'm working on and I speak and I tell my story now because for that one person that thinks um, you know it's not going to make a difference for them to speak up now um, it's not going to change I mean my uh, abuser is um, I've never seen him again I don't know but I had to write down my feelings I had to burn it I had to go through that whole process of letting him go and um, making peace with my past and starting to love again and love again and not hate all men because of one thing one what one person did wrong so yeah my thing is just You know, and it's so difficult to realize or to come to a point in your life where you say to yourself that not everybody is your tragedy. You know, when you want to give yourself a second chance at living your life, you know, at 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 you want to take a chance at becoming yourself again. I know it's very difficult. It's hard. It's even difficult to speak. Like you say, a sigh. It's so easy to silence a voice, but it's so hard to get that voice back. because we 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 it's so hard to find yourself again once you've lost yourself that is just the you know i have this newfound um appreciation for me you know i never owned a full length mirror since the day i got married i only owned a full length mirror once i got because i never wanted to look at myself top to toe You know, I never, I, I, I now look at myself in the mirror every day before I leave the house because I have a oh, wow. love for myself. But for years, wow. I just never, and until my mother bought me a mirror one day, I, you know, I, I mentioned it like in passing that I don't have a full-length mirror and she bought me a full-length mirror and um, I think that's when I, I used to get in front of and look at myself and talk to the and I found this new appreciation for myself so now I look at it and um, I do my face and um, I want to feel and I want to look not for any, anybody else but for myself because I'm working on yeah. inner, the inner and connecting self so Zaira Earlier on, you mentioned that you know, God has always been on your side. Seeing that you are on a journey to self, self has been mental, it has been physical. Where you have now, have you now have the guts to look at the mirror and look at yourself from top to bottom? Okay, so we have the mental, we have the physical, and your journey is quite the interesting one because you come from a different faith and you talk about this God, right? So you were born and raised a Muslim. Yes. And now you have been taken on the Christian faith. How has that journey been? Yes. You know, it's it's been an amazing journey because I like I told you before, I feel like my steps were ordered by God. There were so many things that happened um that forced me sort of um in that direction and um because it it and it wasn't choices that i made it's places that i found myself and that is why i say i didn't go 
walk the, by myself. I didn't drive myself there. Um, you know, I found myself going places and doing things that I would not have done or had the guts to do by myself. Like get into my car and drive an hour to, to, to somewhere, anyway. So my journey started, um, I think, um, is, it, is it about a year ago now? Just about you. I think. Where, um, yeah, it's about a year ago. Where I, you know, I just, I was, I was, I felt um, depleted, if you can call it that. And I just started praying and praying and praying and praying. And um, this was before lockdown started. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm doing it. Um, 
the amazing people that I have in my circle. Um, I think I'm going to well, no, let me not think. Let me say I am going So yeah, so I find myself talking to God more often. I find God um, answering little things, you know. Um, I, I can honestly say I'll, I'll talk about the days that I didn't know where I was even going to, yeah. what I was going to eat because I had no money to feed my family and then I get a refund into my account from the insurance that owes me money and um, things like that and then you know those days then I say yeah. I, thank you God I know that was you so um, God is there and he's always been there and uh, the thing is he just wants us to give up he wants us to depend on him and not on the world or for things so I, I, I'm learning that and I'm going with it and as much as it um, I'm a woman so a lot of the time it scares me to say you know I don't know um, what's going to happen but um, I find myself more often saying, I, I don't know what's going to happen next, but God knows. So I'm just going with it. And um, like even today, I found like over the past couple of days, I've had to make a couple of hard decisions that maybe um, a couple of months ago would have been so I wouldn't have made it. I didn't make it then because I wasn't my faith was not as strong as it is now. So um, over the past few days, I've done things and um, today I actually, I was sitting on the couch when I got home and I had this um, satisfying feeling that I was happy and that I've made the right choices. And I thank God for allowing me to change my mind from last year to now. Because these things kept on staring me in the face. And I was sitting on the couches and I thinking like, this thing kept on appearing in my face and telling me you need to do this. Like, like not telling me I need to do this, but I kept seeing it and I just kept dismissing it. Until um, Monday, I said, okay, I'm, no, last week I lied. I said, I'm doing this. I only started the process on Monday. But today it was like, when I look back, this thing was always there like reaching out to me but you don't see things when you're not ready to see it you don't hear God's yeah. you when you're not ready to hear it so now I'm there and I, I'm, I'm just learning to, 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 to delve into that part of me I'm learning to understand that part of me you know the part of that we have to depend on God and when you ask him to show you things, he shows you. But you must yeah. take the blinkers off and really look. Because it's there for you to see. He speaks to you by showing you things, by a message popping up on your phone and advert coming up on TV. But you've asked me, but God show me the way. So he's showing you the way, but you're not seeing the way. Because you are thinking of your own way that you want to go. Take the shortcut. But the long cut is going to be more no one. What our problem is, I, is the fact that many times, because we see a thing a certain way, and you know, God is showing you 
the way but then we we always feel that we still need to help him you know and i love you as a person because why you know yeah. when you're being solely dependent on your source you know there's nothing that can that can actually derail you yeah. from where you want to be or where it is where you want to be with it's in your spiritual walk with it with the relationship with it's with your kids with it's with you in your job yeah. whether it's with you being yourself you know um, before we go yeah. there's there's another thing we need to we need to catch um, on so yes on the journey yes you you've resolved the issue of being abused okay it's still every day you know things some some days we forget is it comes back but we learn from that we grow from that place and you suffered a great loss last year right with your um, boyfriend or your partner and it hasn't just been him it has been family it has been your ex family your ex's family but it's still your family it has been your very own that family and it just feels like it's blow up blow up blow up blow up the blow you know when you feel that you've lost the love of your life i've been there almost eight now yes um yeah. i'm just mentioning this this is not about me because i asked the question but we heal from that you know we will have the moments when we think about these people and they would please me i used to cry and say god you don't because even that you don't understand i love this person this also happened after yeah. you know and i remember a song by Yolanda Adams I'm going to be ready I described before I tiled for so that final tiles that you need to scrub and polish and like and you scribe by god you don't understand you don't understand but I always that song when you subconsciously was like this is the song I'm playing so when uh, I was like okay I knew then why because yeah. paid me for you know it's not everybody is for as fortunate and sometimes when we go things we don't understand purpose man we don't understand purpose because we have to speak we love people. we we have baby yeah. we have a family um not how supposed to be God was preparing me for when he was going to be taken away permanently you know when you're young and you're in love and um yeah. because why this is not the life that you want for your child not separate parent home yeah maybe we foresee that we're going to have this child and raise this child together but also not knowing that it's also just harm to you so i know you have a lot of a lot of things with you do you uh because remember you mustn't be and that's okay you know I have a thing with what you feel man I think honoring what you feel in the moment that we are not putting it off to come when we honor the feeling in that moment it brings so much healing it brings so much I don't know but you heal day by day we all move our own different ways no timeline there's no you need to figure it out for yourself so how has that been for you yeah. 
Yeah, so so is this knock the wind out of me? Like I didn't I just couldn't make sense of it and I blamed myself and because it was locked down and I blamed myself because I wasn't there and I, I couldn't be there and you know I asked so many questions um about all of this, you know, and this was not how it was supposed to be. You know, we talked about our future, we had plans for our future and we um, it wasn't supposed to end this way. And um, yeah, it was hard. But in those in those moments, babies, when I when I cried so hard, I think that is where I learned how to pray. For forgiveness, you know, if I had wronged you, when I asked God to forgive you, you know, in those moments when you you are so hurt and so broken that you 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 need God to make it That's the only person that's gonna help you through those those moments. Because um, I went in shock at first on the day, and then eventually when I cried, I just I just couldn't stop. I would pray every day. I would say, God, you know, you know my heart. And then I would ask for, like, explain to me why. You know, and then, like, eventually, I sort of started getting answers by when I talked to people, they would say things. Um, and like, oh, okay. Um, I, I asked God about that the other day, you know. And, um, I mean, the other day, I was, I was, about a couple of things and it was like oh okay this makes sense now so now it's like all the the, the questions i had asked it's like the blanks are uh the, the blanks are being filled you know as we go along and um i think with all the losses with, with his loss that was what that was hard but then um you know i prayed and prayed and prayed and it, 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 it the hurt is still there but it, it you deal with it and we 
Thank you for sharing what you I believe that journeys are the path, a path to take um, that will ultimately have us reach our destiny. We don't know what our destiny is. Some of us are lucky to know, but some of us are so on a search, on on path, you know, not halfway there. Some of us are just a enjoy the journey itself, enjoy itself, because why, um, I think coming this morning to somebody, it's time for each and every one to the essence of who we really are, you know, not not someone's wife and who know you, a group called Tal, and us here, we focus on self, because we as we have so, so many, um, gadgets and trinkets and accessories and we have much that makes us us you know so you know we do emotional with that 
to be there, be there, be there. But you know, like you said, you know, the feeling, Mara. How many women can't love your feeling and appreciate the beautiful person that they are, or the beautiful person, you know? I think the hardest thing for us women to do is love, love and, and self. I have issues with a lot of things. I avoid very cold things. Um, because I have my... I have my um, yeah, and now I'm gaining weight. Then. Uh, I think when I embrace myself, a little bit better about myself. But yeah, I... I and you look different to the world once you see yourself different, you know. Um, and and um, I say that because I've heard it over the last couple of months when people say to me, um, you, you, you're glowing, you know. Um, and my one friend said to me, you know, you have that glow of the Lord. Um, you are shining, you know, when I look at you and I say, you look different. Yeah, it's not going to be like, um, oh, um, I think I'm going to start praying today tomorrow. I'm 